1: And welcome to Dear Hank and John.
0: Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank.
1: It's a comedy podcast about death, where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. We haven't talked about death that much lately, John. How, how how are you? Are you too distracted by things that are not death, that you're not thinking about death as much?
0: Oh, I've been thinking about death a little bit. Don't worry about that. But uh, I, as this podcast is is airing, um, I, I, my new book, Turtles All the Way Down, comes out tomorrow. Uh, It comes Mm -hmm. out October 10th, and uh, that's a bit of a, you know, it's my first book in six years. It has occupied, I would say, a majority of uh, my consciousness over the last couple of weeks, and I would say (laughs) essentially all of my consciousness over the last three to five days so um i would love to think about something other than turtles all the way down right now i will say hank you know this because you were with me but just before we recorded this podcast we did our monthly patreon live stream Mm patreon.com slash dear hank and john lest i only uh shill for one of our products in a 30 second period um (laughs) We were doing a Patreon live stream and someone came into the live stream and said, um, hey, uh, I'm having a baby today, but I didn't want to miss the live stream. Just wanted to check in and say hi to everybody. And upon further investigation, Hank, it turns out that this uh, person, Jessica, was actually about to have their first baby Mm -hmm. In
1: in labor, in labor
0: at the hospital, laptop, open uh, to our live stream. So I, I, that was great because it did for a moment make me think about something other than Turtles All the Way Down. Jessica, we wish you well uh, and uh, w- we appreciate uh, you bringing a uh, new life into this world.
1: If you want to come see us uh, on the book tour that's beginning tomorrow, uh, bad news is that almost every place is sold out except for our California dates, uh, which are towards the end of the tour, and Nashville, Tennessee. So hello nashville tennessee is there are there any other dates that are not sold out john
0: uh, i think that's it you can find out more at turtlesallthewaydownbook.com.
1: hank yeah
0: can i read you a short poem okay all right this short poem is by robert frost it was sent in by caroline i don't know if it was the same caroline who complained about people singing songs about her name but um regardless uh that is a great song by neil diamond all right moving on <laughs> dust of snow by robert frost the way a crow shook down on me, the dust of snow from a hemlock tree, has given my heart a change of mood and saved some part of a day I had rued. Just a nice little short poem about having a crow dust some snow on you.
1: Thanks, crows. Uh, if you would like to see a crow putting uh, snow on your shoulder on tour, that's not a thing that exists, but we will be in Seattle for PodCon December 9th and 10th. I just feel like we're pushing stuff a lot today, wow. So I'm just like wow. hop on top.
0: I mean, I, mean I, haven't, I haven't heard something so obviously inserted into a podcast since you said disco pants last episode. All right, Hank, let's move on to questions from our listeners. This one comes from Catherine who writes, Dear John and Hank, just bought my ticket for your San Francisco show on Halloween. I'm very excited. Oh my God, I can't believe that we're still chilling. So I'm very excited, but I have one burning question. Should I wear a Halloween costume? I want to be festive, but I don't want to be the only one dressed up. Will you both be dressed up? Face paint and checkered vans. Catherine.
1: Checkered vans? Oh, the the, the shoe. The shoes. The shoes. shoes. I was like, that's a weird Halloween costume. Just paint, paint my face and get it a checkered van. Um... Yes, I will be in costume, but I will be in costume at all the shows during a, a portion of the show, ish. <laughs> kind of. It's complicated. I
0: mean, I, I think there is a ninety-five percent chance we are going to do that bit during rehearsal, and we're both going to be like, "Gonna
1: cut it." This is a no. horrible mistake. I, I think it's a 5% chance. I think it's a 95% chance that I hit it out of the park. You haven't heard my talk yet.
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited to see if this bit works. Um, but yes, Hank will be in costume. I mean, you can't, you could can hardly get Hank out of costume. Uh, the, but the good,
1: the, I, I mean, so I just found out that our rehearsal shows have people at them. And I'm actually really like, at first, this made me like kind of upset that I was like, no one told me we were rehearsing in front of people. But now I'm excited about it because uh, if if it was me on the stage doing this bit with nobody in the audience, John would think it was terrible, but I need the audience reaction because otherwise otherwise it's going to get voted down and I'm not going to be able to do the, the, the weirdest idea that I have had so far.
0: I mean, listen, I think it is a great bit. I just don't know if it's one of those bit, like there are so many bits in our lives, Hank, that when we talk about them, they are so, so funny. And then Mm -hmm. when we actually execute them, we're like, oh, man, like that was uh, like it turned out to be a brother thing that turned out to be a thing that we both liked because we were raised in the same family. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think this is going to be that bit. I agree. Uh, You know what? It's going to be great. Uh, to answer the question, <laughs> Catherine, I will 100% be in costume on October 31st at our San Francisco show, our Halloween spectacular. I am 100% going to be wearing a hilarious costume, possibly more than one.
1: Oh, wow. That's exciting, John. I, like, Are, are we going to have to like stop at the costume store on the way to the show? Correct. Or maybe okay. people will
0: just give us costumes along the way. We'll
1: see. Who knows what will happen. Uh, and also, yes, please come to our Halloween show in costume. Um, it's, uh, should everybody be a turtle? Is that, should, should, should everybody no. be, should, should be all turtles?
0: No, I think there should be some turtles. But if everybody's okay. a turtle, then it's, uh, it's, it's actually a pretty good, pretty good joke. If everybody shows up as a ninja turtle, <laughs> everybody's it's a pretty turtle. weird. <laughs> you know, the people at the theater are going to be like, well, this is going to be a weird night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Guess we got the Ninja kn- Turtle we've,
0: convention in town. We've done some weird Halloween shows before, but not this one. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's ask another question.
1: All right. This one comes from Brendan, who asks Dear Hank and John, I'm a cashier at a nationwide warehouse club. You could just say Costco, it's okay. It could be Sam's Club. It could be Sam's Club, you're right. And I need a ruling on register etiquette. When one person has their items on the conveyor belt and another person comes up with their purchases, is it the job of the first or the second person to put the divider up? I cannot recall how many times no one has done it and I start to ring up the next person's items and then I get yelled at. Your dubious advice is appreciated. It's Brendan, not Brandon, Brendan.
0: I, I have a strong opinion about this. I don't know if you do.
1: I have a pretty strong opinion as well. You go first.
0: When you begin to place your items on the conveyor belt, if there are items in front of you and you have not put the divider there, you yourself, the person placing the new items on the conveyor belt, I don't want to say that you're a bad person because lots of people aren't bad people but do bad things, but you're doing a bad thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this is... Like, so the person who's currently checked, like, it could be I'm currently checking out, which means that, like, maybe I'm helping bag or I'm having a conversation with the cashier. I'm currently interacting with another human. I can't be held responsible for what's happening on the conveyor. That's no longer my area. It's not my I've job. I've done my conveyor work. I've no, done yeah, that. No, yeah, you put your stuff yeah. up there. Yeah. If you put, if if the person who's, who is currently checking out uh, puts the b- the barrier there, that's okay. That's a politeness. That's saying, oh, hey, I see that there's, I've noticed another person come up behind me and I'll put the thing there. You're allowed to, but it's not your responsibility. And and if you don't do that, why wouldn't you do that? Are you like afraid that the thing's going to bite you? It's not made of swords. It's just a little piece of plastic.
0: It'd be cool if it were made of swords. <laughs> that would make it a high-stakes game. Then I would love every trip to Costco because it'd be like who's gonna put the divider there and I'd be like not me It's made of swords <laughs> it'd Be a great stare down game um, I have I mean I'm regardless, way, Brandon, way, uh... the one person whose job it definitely isn't in my opinion is yours So the next time you get yelled at, now I know that the customer is always right and everything, but the next time you get yelled at, just remember in your heart that we know that the person who's yelling at you is wrong.
1: Absolutely.
0: Also, did you know that uh, Turtles All the Way Down is going to be available at both Costco and Sam's Club?
1: That is very exciting news. Podcon.com, December 9th and 10th.
0: Oh, God, we're unbearable. We don't have a real sponsor (laughs) this episode, so we're crushing (laughs) it with with (laughs) self-promo. <laughs> yeah oh god speaking of which this next question comes from grace who writes dear john and hank my sister and i both paid for john's book when we ordered it as the date when it arrives grows near we have started to debate about who should get to read it first she says that she should get Wait, i started this question thinking that they'd both ordered a, a copy that they would both books. paid for no, a copy f- but it turns together. out that they, yeah, they, they must have the gone cost. halvesies on one copy okay yes She says that she should get to read it first since she is older, and I say that I should get to read it first because she got to read The Fault in Our Stars first. Who should get to read this book first? We are both really excited.
1: Amazing, comma Grace. Ah, good one. Can you just like uh, read over each other's shoulders and be like, okay, I'm done with the page. You turn. I'll turn. You turn. I'll turn.
0: That'd be cute. It's cute, but it's not like the ideal situation for reading a book. I feel like this is up to me. I feel like I get to make the call here.
1: Oh, well that's terrible news for the younger sibling. Grace,
0: I've got good news and bad news. <clears throat> the bad news is that you're always going to be in the shadow of your older sibling for the rest of your life, and nothing you ever do will be as cool as your older sibling.
1: <laughs> that's good. Oh, good, good brother podcasting times continue.
0: The good news is that you get to read Turtles all the way down first. Oh!
1: (laughs) Take it! All right. John's made the call. Made the call on the pod before the book comes out. It's arriving, and uh, Grace, read quickly. Be a a kind and thoughtful younger sibling. But uh, yeah, that that is it. I'm the the oldest is not a good reason. And if she read Tiffios first, absolutely. You got to do it. You've got you to trade back and forth. Good, good sibling game. Right.
0: But then uh, the older sibling gets to read an absolutely remarkable thing first. I'm sorry, we just hadn't mentioned that you also have a book coming out. I, I realized that there was... It's it's not even a product we can really promo yet since it's not right, available right. for pre-order, but there's nothing wrong with a little pre-promo promo.
1: Yeah, you gotta got to get excitement going. Also, Pizza Miss is coming up, John. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Vlogbrothers will be making a video every single day for two weeks, uh, every weekday, while we're on tour for some of it and selling... Uh, Some pretty, truly remarkable Pizza John products, I will not lie. I just saw one of them that we got, and it made me giggle like a little tiny boy. I giggled like a baby getting tickled on his neck. Uh, It was great. I can't wait for everyone to find out about it.
0: All right, Nick, let's answer another question from our listeners. Uh, This one comes from E, who writes... Dear John and Hank, I'm about to start university and move out for the first time. I'm really excited, but I recently found out that my room is going to be very small. Thank God I'm only five foot one. I don't want to let this spoil my first year, so I was wondering if either of you guys have tips, advice, or experience for living in a very small room. Thanks, E.
1: Oh, you got to watch that House Hunters Tiny Houses. Tiny House Hunters International, or whatever it's called. And you'll be like, oh, look, it's so great. People are paying extra to live in tiny places now. It's the hip, cool thing.
0: I I, I think a tiny house is a great idea. So, Hank, I actually have some life experience on this subject, because as you may know, I lived for two years in a walk-in closet in Chicago. It was a three-bedroom apartment, and I had three roommates. And my buddies and I drew straws in a competition that I still believe was not completely speaking fair. And (laughs) I got the short straw and I lived in a walk-in closet with no window uh for for two years. Here is my advice. First off, you've gotta you gotta use the height of your room. So if you've got like an eight foot ceiling, you've gotta remember it's not just the like eight feet by four feet that you have to sleep on, you essentially have like five levels of eight feet by four feet. So in a way, I'm not a mathematician, but it's like a 32 foot by 20 foot room. It's just broken up (laughs) into five different levels. And so use those levels wisely. Um, I, I actually, I still sometimes like to sleep underneath my clothes and just look up at them. There's something kind of comforting about it. Do you mean
1: like just like you just like pile your laundry on your body? No, I just
0: mean like I'll just like go lie down in the, I mean, this is a little weird, but sometimes when I feel really overwhelmed by the amount of stimulus that's coming into my life, which eh, I have a little bit, just a tiny (laughs) bit the last last few weeks, sometimes I just go into my closet and I just put my pillow down there and I just look up at my clothes and I just take some deep breaths and I think, you know, this is probably the safest room in your house right
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would say that you're w- the weirdest man on earth, but I also feel very, very good inside of a closet and will, ever since I was a kid, will, will clo- close myself in the closet sometimes. I do not know, I did not know that you do that, and I would not have admitted admitted out loud that I did that unless you had done it first, but I do occasionally like to just lay down inside of a closet. All right, there have, you go. And have uh, since I built, I built like a place, like a separate closet in my closet that I would go in when I was a child. And it was not a big closet.
0: No, I remember your childhood closet. It was actually quite small.
1: Yeah, I built it out of Omegle. I built a closet in my closet and I would go in. Oh hide
0: my it. God, Omegle. <laughs> Holy snood. You just took me all the way back. Oh my God, <laughs> Omegle. Nobody, nobody, I mean, this, talk about a podcast that uh, is not going to interest anyone <laughs> other than us. Everybody thinks that Omegle is an app where you talk to weird strangers, but no, right. Omegle was a thing. It was a physical thing that you use to create physical goods.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I cannot, I cannot find it on the internet. I it can't, is just, I like, we have to
0: find a picture of it to show people on the Patreon because Omegle is, was it called Omegle. I think so. Uh, there okay. it is. Omegle constructions. Omegles.
1: Omegles. The build anything toy. Oh my god. Omegles. So maybe if i type have an Omegles, it'll be better than Omegle. Nope. Uh, there's one. There's, a, there's that. There's <gasps> That's yep, it. That's, that's it. Stuff. That's it. Oh, that's it's Omegles
0: with an A. Oh. Hank, oh, hey, we remember Maggles. we used to build. We used to build. Uh, we used to build like cars together that you could actually yeah. ride on. Do they not
1: make Omegles anymore?
0: I mean, I'll tell you one thing. They're about to because (laughs) I am about to apply all of my available resources to the resuscitation of
1: Omegles. I'll tell you what. They do not. You can buy... Old, dirty, gross-looking Omegle pieces on on uh, eBay, but not not available uh, in, in its original form. I Those mean, for so a fun. little bit of
0: context about how awesome Omegles are, there is a lot of 162 Omegle pieces available on eBay right now, and I would like to describe the um, the, the... It's for sale for $230, and I would like to share with you the description. 160 okay. p- pieces used and incomplete... Uh most pieces have evidence of usage, and it's still two hundred thirty dollars and also
1: i'm about to buy it uh i don't know john why don't we just buy the omegles brand <gasps> hank hank what Hank what?
0: We have to get out of all of these stupid businesses that we've been in that have been uh, taking up so
1: much of our time. Yeah, just, just trying to trying to sell weird tickets to weird shows, selling books why, and t-shirts. Why, we could why be are you O-mangling. doing a podcast conference? Why do we
0: sell items every November with my face on them with a mustache that says pizza below them when we could be in the Omegles business? Oh my god. I cannot believe that I forgot about Omegles until just now. I haven't felt this way, Hank, since I was seven years old. <laughs> we have to buy... We have have to buy omegals we have to build them we have to bring them back
1: uh well i don't know who owns omegals john but honestly it can't be that co- it can't be that patented it's just tubes It can't be that patented.
0: I mean, one thing that might hurt our ability to uh, defend ourselves in a trademark litigation (laughs) of the future (laughs) is when we say like, oh, no, we just thought we were building our own uh, build anything toy. And people can be the the Omegles people can be like, I'd like to point you to the podcast where you screamed loudly, Hank, we have to drop everything and start building Omegles.
1: I think it's owned by Hasbro, John, which is not great. Not a great outcome. Oh, no, I got a
0: buddy there. Oh, yeah? No, but I do have uh, I do have a, t- a Twitter, and I've got a verified account, and I'm adding Hasbro right now. <laughs> at Hasbro. Hey, guys. I want to be your new
1: Omegle ambassador. All I need is 50%. 50, 50
0: Omegle situation. I would like to bring back Omegles. We'll do whatever necessary within reason weirdos
1: <laughs> how many okay. do you want,
0: are you want 280 characters yet because that was a long one i don't i don't have 280 characters yet but i did just tweet uh hasbro hey guys what's with the current omegle situation i would like to bring back omegles we'll do whatever necessary i decided to cut the within reason part because actually i will do whatever is necessary <laughs> All right. I know my enemies are going to say this is a fool's errand, but you have never played with Omegles. Omegles are amazing.
1: Oh, yeah. No, man. I don't know. Kids today, <sighs> kids these days, they got Minecraft. They're just building stuff in the, uh, in, the, in the ether space now. But
0: Hank, remember, you could build a chair and then you could build a desk on which you could do your actual
1: homework. It's true. I mean, why would you, why'd you have any furniture at all? It was
0: Minecraft, but IRL. You don't, think, you don't think kids these days want real life Minecraft? Of course they do.
1: Oh, my God. Are there advertisements for Omegles on YouTube because I want to watch them?
0: Oh, you know what? We're canceling the podcast and Hank and I are just <laughs> going to watch. You know, like my kids are always watching uh, unbox- toy unboxing videos, which I totally don't get. Except now suddenly I do get it because I realize that I could maybe watch an Omegles. Oh, boy. Actually, when you Google Omegles, all you get is really upset. Oh, there's one. There's one. There's one. I found an Omegles video, Hank. Yeah, I got um, Yep.
1: I'm watching watching oh we're
0: watching it together oh this is it's funny this is not good (laughs) this is is not a good youtube video this is a very bad video well most Um, of them are what i like about this video is that it is obviously as excited about omegals as we are (laughs) what i dislike about the video is literally everything else
1: (laughs) all right john Do you want to answer another question, or do you just want to go Omegles all day? Well, the answer to your question, Hank,
0: is that I want to keep talking about Omegles, but I recognize that since we are the only two people (laughs) listening to this podcast who know what Omegles are, that we should perhaps move on.
1: Maybe, maybe. What was the question? Oh, was there a question? It was about closets? No, there
0: wasn't. Uh, this question comes from Julia, who writes, Dear John and Hank, about three months ago, I started to think about studying abroad in England. I would really, really love to do it. And no wonder, Julia, because it is your best opportunity to see AFC Wimbledon live in person. But my question is, how do I ask my parents without it sounding like I hate you and don't want to see you for the next few months? Oh, and please pay a lot of money for that. Only uh, death is free, Julia.
1: Ooh, my goodness gracious. Um, it's not even
0: true. Death is actually very expensive.
1: Yeah. Well, also there are there are some free things. Are there, Hank? I mean, air. We don't technically pay for it.
0: Mm, in a capitalistic economy, anything can be valued.
1: Oh, certainly it can be valued, but it's it is currently free. John. Yes? People go overseas, and it's a valuable experience. And parents want their children to have valuable experiences. And that is the first PowerPoint slide in your PowerPoint presentation <laughs> about why you're going to go to England for a month or Rip whatever. that
0: audio of Hank <laughs> introducing this idea. Hello, Julia's parents. It's me, John Green. Did you know that England is a wonderful country full of educational opportunities?
1: Mm-hmm. You can put that part in. You can just cut that mm-hmm in and put it over and over again. It's sure. uh, scientifically proven, too make people more susceptible to spending money and losing their children
0: Uh, I mean it's not really losing your children it's three months apart I think that um, the way you present it is as an opportunity and probably your parents understand that as you get older they will probably see somewhat less of you and you just need to like get them used to that idea anyway
1: Mm mm-hmm agree Hank Um, I
0: have to ask you another question it's extremely important okay I don't know if you know the answer to this because you didn't highlight it in the questions and I don't know why because it's obviously so incredibly important. Okay. This question comes from Kelly who writes, Dear John and Hank, I just walked into the hall of my apartment building and someone is baking what I believe to be cranberry bread.
1: I'm pretty shy
0: and I don't know any of my neighbors, but I haven't had breakfast and I'm out of eggs. You see my problem. My question is, how do I get in on this? Hungry belly, Kelly, which is great because it rhymes, but that's also how she's feeling. (laughs)
1: So I mean, are you just gonna like sniff door cracks until you find the one where the cranberry bread's coming from? And oh, that's knock? a good
0: strategy too, because then if somebody happens to be walking out of their hallway, that's your that's their first impression of you, and that's a good <laughs> first impression. And you could be like, you know what you do in that situation? Somebody opens the door, and they're like, "Um, hello," and you say, "Do you smell cranberry bread?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. And then suddenly you're going to have a teammate and you guys are going to be sniffing doors all down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And then it's less weird when you knock and you're like, I mean, it just smelled so delicious. It wasn't just me. Multiple right. neighbors.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Joey over to-
0: here. Uh from across the hallway I'm assuming that this all takes place in the friends universe uh, Joey over here from across the hallway also smelled the cranberry bread and now here we are Phoebe it's nice to meet you oh and that's be... actually how your sitcom starts
1: yeah years and years and you're all gonna get millions of dollars an episode now I think it
0: actually was only 1 million dollars per episode what a, but I mean that it was, was a simpler in, time that Hank. was in the was 1990
1: dollars though which are now oh, way yeah. worth way more Hank Can
0: you answer the question um, just because while you're talking, it's going to give me an opportunity to scroll further through the Google image results for Omegles, which is making me happier (laughs) than I've ever felt in my entire life?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, I could go back and actually answer a question about how to live in a small space, uh, because we didn't answer that one at all. We got really stuck on Omegles, which is I have not found there to be a huge correlation between amount of space and quality of life. once you exceed a certain minimum amount of... You can fit your bed and stuff in a space. Especially if you don't have a roommate, which you didn't mention having a roommate, which is just like, well, that is amazing. So you got space to yourself is better than having a lot of shared space, even if it's a small amount. In my opinion, because roommates can smell bad. Uh, how how are those Omegles doing, John?
0: Amazing. I'm on the um, Omegles has a pinterest uh interest group mm. uh, there's 34 of uh, us i would say because i have just joined um <laughs> And I'm just scrolling through all the Omegle pins wondering how I didn't remember Omegles until just now. What is it with human brains, Hank, That something that I obviously care starting right now more about than I care about literally anything else except for my family, but I had forgotten until you mentioned it 12 minutes ago?
1: I don't know, man. Um, I also was sort of surprised that I was able to just call the word omegals out of my brain after having pictured this thing that I built with the yellow tubes and the pop in plastic things that made the wall and the tr-
0: that remember it had wheels. It had like those pop-in yeah. tires so you mm-hmm. could turn like you would have a chair and then
1: suddenly you would have a chair that could go places. Um, John, uh, speaking a little bit of this conversation, do you remember how uh, it was maybe two episodes ago we found that there was a women's store um, in the middle of... Like in the cheapest Oh, Geographic sure. Women's, women's clothing. Women's R- clothing. Right, in
0: Arkansas. Yeah, women's clothing. Everybody uh, remembers women's clothing.
1: Well, I recently went back to women's clothing and found that, that uh, Dear Hank and John fans have left uh, over 77 reviews <laughs> of women's clothing uh, in the middle of a field. <laughs> They're all pretty good. So I just remembered that because we were talking about things that we had forgotten.
0: Oh, that's gold. That's gold, Hank. Speaking of gold, let me ask you another question from our listeners. All right. This question comes from Madison, who writes, Dear John and Hank, I didn't celebrate Halloween growing up because of my family's religious beliefs. Madison, have you considered celebrating Halloween with us in San Francisco? (laughs) All you got to do is get get to San Francisco. Now that I'm older, my friends who love Halloween are insisting that I go to their parties this year because they think I've been deprived of a tremendous joy and I must experience it. But I'm confused. Is Halloween not mostly a holiday for children? If not, how do adults celebrate it? Are these parties going to be based around a nostalgia for Halloween that I don't have? Is it even possible to love Halloween as an adult without having loved it as a child? Parties and Pumpkins, Madison.
1: Uh, I think that it's interesting. Uh, I had never thought of it that way, but yeah, I think that there is a certain component of nostalgia for the fun that we had as children and Halloween, but I think that's a pretty small part of it. It is, I mean, to be totally just frank and open, it's just an excuse to party and have, have a party and... Dress up in weird clothes and drink. Well, but not liquids. everybody
0: drinks at Halloween parties, I assume. Yeah, no. it is mostly no. an excuse, I think, to dress up and and to you know wear a costume and to try on, uh, you know, living a life vastly different from yours for a few hours, which is something that is fun in childhood, but can also be fun in adulthood. So I th- I think maybe that's the attraction of it. Uh, I. Th- I I was never that into the spooky aspects of Halloween. I have always been a person who felt that real life was plenty frightening without the introduction of unnecessary skeletons, etc., uh, but I, I, I did always like the dressing up part of Halloween the like being someone else part
1: I wasn't listening to what you were saying at all John because one I'm terrible at podcasting and two I was reading Adam McLean's review of women's clothing store in the geographical center of Arkansas he says being a person that does prefer the fit of men's clothes I was really here because of the recommendation from dear Hank and John I'm also from the future where we didn't make it to Mars in time while I will agree with other reviews that the infrastructure that could be improved uh, and would be welcome for accessibility. I'm pretty sure this site is not ADA compliant. I also agree with others that it is very eco-friendly and locally sourced fabrics are a pleasant find. <laughs> there seems to be minimal negative environmental impact from this establishment and it may in <laughs> fact have a net positive impact. We need more businesses like this, DFTBA.
0: Uh, while we're uh... Reading responses from past episodes, Hank, I have to read you this response we've got from Omaya. Um, You may remember that in a previous episode of Dear Hank and John, we discussed a a researcher who stung himself with bees all over his body to find out what is the Mm -hmm. most painful part of the body to be stung uh, by a bee on. on. And... Omaya wrote in to say, Dear John and Hank, I am listening to your most recent podcast and you talk about Michael Smith, the Cornell graduate student, who stung himself with a bee multiple times for science. And I know him. I was an (laughs) officer in the Cornell Beekeeping Club for several semesters, and he is the graduate student advisor for the club, so we met several times. I can attest that his name is Michael Smith, and that he is quite a character, and that if you met him, you would no longer be confused about why he would do such a thing for science. He is very committed to bees. Don't worry. Be happy, Omaya.
1: Oh, with a B with two E's, or a V. Happy. Uh, good. Well, I'm glad that that was real and is a real person. It's not that big of a world, John. It isn't that big of a
0: world. Speaking of how small the world is, Hank, I want to ask you a question from Ariana before we get to the news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon. Dear John and Hank, last year, I made a very good new friend who has been nothing but kind to me. On my birthday, she went out of her way to get me multiple gifts and welcome me at my new school. Although I know she has told me when her birthday is, all I remember is that it is maybe in January or February. I would really like to get her something, but I don't know how to find out when her birthday is without hurting her (laughs) feelings. feelings in desperate need of a name-specific sign-off, Ariana.
1: I mean, I feel like, like, well, first of all, can't you just look at our Facebook page? Isn't that a thing? Isn't it just on no, the Facebook? No, people
0: don't. No, young people don't use Facebook, Hank. Okay. Well, When we th- were kids, only young people used Facebook, and well, by kids I mean be- 30, okay. and now uh, no young people <laughs> use Facebook.
1: So, Sitch is, from my perspective, uh, you say, hey, uh, what's your birthday? Is that weird? Are you you're not uh, yeah, supposed you can't to do know? That. Of course, not, you can't do that. You're not like, but you're not like born knowing what everybody's birthday is. Was, was there? She says in the question, she told me her birthday and I forgot it.
0: Once you've once you've told okay. someone your birthday once, if you forget it, that's on you forever. There's no coming back from that. Everybody knows that.
1: Sorry, right. okay,
0: Ariana, you have to move again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that you just got used to this new school and it's great that you've got this great friend, but it's over.
1: I mean, I feel like there are so many people in the world who know this person's birthday why like ask their mom be like hey what's the birthday oh that's
0: a brilliant idea that is a brilliant idea
1: i just yeah i, I was gonna say call the home
0: phone but of course that's not an option <laughs> <laughs> that's even more anachronistic than a high school student with a facebook
1: i mean i'm like what a sweet thing to like get a get one of your friend one of your child's friends to come up to you and say hey what's the i just i just wanted to know because i like your child so much i want to celebrate her birthday yeah ariana hank
0: is right it is not bad to just ask but obviously it won't be as much fun if you just ask so we need to think of a way that you can figure it out without asking
1: you gotta find her birth certificate
0: in her house i i like hank's suggestion that you should burgle your friend's home it's bold it's innovative <laughs> but i think it's wrong i think the right solution is that you should hack into their computer oh no just um, the
1: nsa database just oh hack that's the a NSA. better idea
0: yeah. Call Ed Snowden, get into that NSA database, and they'll just be like, so what do you need? Do you need records of all the calls you've ever made? And you'll say, no, no, I don't. Thank you, though. All I need is my best friend's birthday. <laughs> By the way, I, Chris and I have been best friends for many, many years. I, I could not tell you if Chris's birthday is, I couldn't tell you a season
1: could could you somehow get them to reveal it without asking? Could you be like, oh, what was your last birthday like? And maybe <laughs> was find out cold? what this, yeah. <laughs> was
0: it was. Yeah. Was it a windy day? Where, Do you yeah. remember if it rained? What
1: was the top single on the charts that day? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Was it? Was it uh, was it was it Demi Lovato or was it Ariana Grande? Because I can never tell those McDonald's, two apart.
0: Do you remember when McDonald's ran out of tomatoes for three
1: weeks? Was that during your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, tried to have your McDonald's birthday fun, but uh, but it was you were, it was all ruined by the the tomato shortage. Yeah.
0: Our in closing, Ariana, um, ask ask your friend. Mm. And get yeah. her Omegles uh, for her birthday. Omegles, available soon at John and Hank brought back <laughs> You can also go to Hank and com, but that website isn't as good.
1: Right. Uh, it, uh, it fulfills many of the same purposes, but it has much better design. Uh, that reminds me that today's
0: podcast is brought to you by Omegles. Omegles, a real toy that Hank and I played with endlessly throughout our childhood that I had forgotten about until half an hour ago.
1: This podcast is additionally brought to you by sniffing door cracks. Gotta sniff out those door cracks to see where the cranberry bread is.
0: That was weird. That was weird. Part of me wants to go back in time to when before I heard it and just live in that place for the rest of my life.
1: I apologize.
0: And additionally, today's podcast is brought to you by Turtles All the Way Down. Turtles All the Way Down, available <laughs> in bookstores everywhere starting tomorrow. Also Costco and Sam's Club.
1: And finally, this podcast is brought to you by Amazels. Amazels, not at all in any way inspired by or related to Omegles. John and Hank's <laughs> new product, in case Hasbro does not have an interest in this, Amazels.
0: Amazels, <laughs> available at uh well, I guess there is no more Toys R Us. Only on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. It's an Amazon exclusive. Um,
1: uh, what, uh, is Amazels.com available?
0: Oh, God, is it? Hold on. Run, don't walk to Amazels.com. <laughs> it is 100% available. Hank, oh, dang, I'm getting it's it. It's happening. It, we are bringing back omegals. We're calling them Amazels, and I am ready to go to court with Hasbro.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wait, I hold mean, on. Let
0: me, see if, let me well, see if they've replied to me.
1: No, they haven't replied to you, John. You don't know
0: that, Hank. I have a very important Twitter. You know, people notice when I tweet them. No, they have not replied to me.
1: (laughs) There's one like on that tweet, John, and it's me.
0: (laughs) Hold on, let me go to my analytics. Well, that tweet, just so you know, has had 200 impressions, Hank. And
1: nobody liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Just one of them liked it. Uh, I mean, to be fair,
0: if you haven't heard the episode, it's a little bit of a weird tweet. Also, if you have heard the episode. So listen, your toilet is massively gross. Like, it's grosser than you think. In fact, bacteria and viruses can hang around in the toilet bowl even after multiple flushes. And I recently found the easiest way to clean my toilet. Blue Land Sustainable Toilet Cleaner Tablets. Just drop, watch it fizz, brush, and flush. It is truly that simple. No more scrubbing for hours. Plus, the tablets are plastic-free. Blueland is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and for the planet with the same powerful clean that you're used to. Blueland products are effective and affordable, and their toilet tablets are proven to work on a wide range of toilet stains including rust, mineral deposits, lime scale, and hard water. And you can even get more savings by buying refills in bulk or setting up a subscription. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now you can get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash dearhank. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash dearhank for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash dearhank to get 15% off. Hank, before we get to the news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon, I want to share one fact with you.
1: Hmm. Do you know what that fact is? No, sir.
0: It is a name. Uh, <laughs> it is a name-specific sign-off from Natalie. Okay. Uh, she has two. Uh, one is, you have a great persa, Natalie.
1: <laughs> you got a good purse, Natalie.
0: <laughs> you have a great person, Natalie. That's really good. A great person, Natalie. I mean, and I wish that I could go back in time and rename my kids Natalie. All, both of them. <laughs> uh, and she also um, has one that is based off the Bruno Mars song, Natalie. I ran away with all of Bruno Mars's money, comma, Natalie. <laughs>
1: I don't understand that one because well, I don't it helps know if about heard the song. that song. All
0: right, Hank, what is the news from Mars this week? Oh wait, should I do the news from AFC Wimbledon first? It's so incredibly exciting.
1: Well, do it,
0: man. Hank, 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 what if I told you that mom and dad, our mom and dad went to an AFC Wimbledon game at King's Meadow on se- September 30th?
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
0: They had an awesome time. And do you know how AFC Wimbledon celebrated the arrival of my parents at the Wimbledon game? With goals. What is the other possibility? With no goals. That is the one. You got to take <laughs> on the second try. <laughs> oh,
1: no. AFC
0: Wimbledon uh, did not score in that game against Rockdale, Rochdale, Rochdale, Rosiana is not here. Okay. So I'm not going to get an answer on that one. Um, uh, Yeah, they did not score, uh, which I don't know if you know, it's been a bit of a theme. There hasn't been a ton of scoring. AFC Wimbledon have now played 11 games in their league one campaign and they have scored five goals, which I'm not a mathematician, but that seems to be less than one goal per game. And in fact, less than one goal per every other game.
1: Yeah. I am sorry.
0: It's not going great. Uh, Uh, We slipped to 21st in the table, which is uh, in the dreaded relegation zone. The bottom four teams in League One are demoted down to League Two, which is the bottom rung of uh, full-time professional football in England. And that is not where we want to be. We want to be in League One, the third tier of English football, where all the cool teams are, like Doncaster and Oldham (laughs) and Peterborough. (laughs) It's a very um, difficult situation right now. Neil Ardley is concerned. I keep looking at his face uh, on the sideline when I watch the games on my my phone, and I see a, the the face of a concerned person, and I share his concern, and I am ha. Ah. I'm worried and I don't know what to do and I feel a little bit I I don't know what I don't know what to do. All right, what is the news from Mars?
1: The news from Mars, I mean there's so much news from Mars this week, John, but I think the obvious thing that we have to talk about is Elon Musk's very ambitious plan to send two large uh payloads to Mars by 2022. Uh, followed by uh, payloads of human passengers by 2024, which, I will remind you, is way before 2027. Also, way before we could ever possibly do that. Like I could imagine a world in which a rocket could get there in that fast, maybe, but to build all the things that would need to go in the rocket for the humans to get there and survive, that seems uh, a little outlandish, but 2024 is like three years before 2027 and four years before 2028. So, I don't know. We got hey, we got lots of opportunities. So, the the news is basically that uh, Elon Musk's company SpaceX was working and is still working on a, a rocket called the, I think, the Falcon Heavy, which would be one of the biggest rockets ever, but it turns out that it's very hard to build a big rocket and they thought that they could just sort of strap some extra things on top of their existing platform and that would be the, the new awesome rocket but it's not that simple. So they want to build a new kind of rocket. The one that is still based on one booster that will uh, push uh, a payload up and then return back to earth and land and be able to be reused regularly and uh, what that would allow for is um, getting not just one of these, uh, one of these payloads, a very large payload, uh, 150 tons, I think is the max, up into orbit, but then they could shoot up another one that would just be full of fuel. And that could refuel the entire payload that got into low earth orbit. And that would allow that, cause getting from orbit to like the hard part is really getting out of like the atmosphere and out of, Earth's gravity well a little bit, um, so that would allow for uh, that rocket to get much farther with just one refuel, um, or uh, with several refuels to get to Mars, which uh, is a really smart and interesting way to do it, So uh, to, to allow for a refuelable rocket but then all of those boosters, all of the really expensive parts are all coming back down to Earth to be reused again. And this is uh, Elon's plan for how do you make this something that happens economically, because it turns out the fuel is a relatively minor part of the cost. The um, the engines themselves, which we have previously just been crashing into the ocean and not reusing, uh, are, the, are, the, are the costly part. And um, he wants to make a really really big rocket called the BFR stands for big F and rocket apparently is my guess and it was not discussed and uh, and used the BFR to uh, expand humanity's spaceflight capabilities dramatically by 2024, which John would maintain the name of this podcast Come hell or high water Dear Hank and John.
0: So I just want to confirm real quick what you just told me, which is that Elon Musk announced that he the way that he thought he could get to Mars isn't going to work. So instead, they're going to do a totally different way, but it's also going to take less time.
1: Correct, John. It's all about innovation and hard work.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I am so excited for dear John and Hank coming to a podcast near you in 2028.
1: All right. Well, we'll see what happens, John. It doesn't matter as long as we're working hard on Amazels by then.
0: (laughs) I mean, the truth is, I think we both know we're going to be out of the podcasting game entirely because we're going to be running our Amazels empire.
1: Uh, John, what did we learn today?
0: Well, I mean, the most important thing we learned by far is about Omegles. (laughs)
1: Right. We also learned that apparently there's something either genetic or habitual that it makes both John and Hank really like to be in closets (laughs) alone. (laughs) We
0: learned that John and Hank will both be wearing costumes uh, on October 31st at the Turtles Tour in San Francisco. Hank, what was your phrase of the week? Can I guess? You can guess. Was it "Mm mm-hmm? Because you said that like 12 times. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, apparently that's just a new verbal tick I have. Okay, what was it? It was uh, Come Hell or High Water. Oh, man. I should have gotten that. All yeah, right, what was mine? Snuck it in right at the end. I'm guessing Got the Short Straw?
0: No, no, oh. it was not. Although it could have been. It was Fool's Errand, and I, I snuck it in right at the beginning.
1: Mm, I should have I caught that
0: yeah yeah well there you go hank and i uh are getting better at this game so much better (laughs) that uh it's almost impossible to catch us at this point yeah might stop being
1: fun we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick some harder phrases
0: Hank, thank you for potting with me. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. You can email us at hankandjohn at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, where I am John Green. Hank is Hank Green. You can also find us on Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash dear Hank and John. Uh, we're we're going to go record our uh, Patreon exclusive podcast this weekend, Ryan's, right now. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks again for listening and for all of your wonderful questions.
1: This podcast is edited by Nicholas Jenkins. Uh, it's produced by Rosianna Hals Rojas and Sheridan Gibson. Our head of community and communications is Victoria Bongiorno, who keeps making fun of me for getting her title wrong. So I did it right this time. And uh, our theme music is by the great Gunnarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't Don't forget forget to be be awesome. awesome.